Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's also the countdown to the weekend and you may be out and about. You may be enjoying yourself. You sort of kept your head low, I think, last weekend. Money's never that uh, flush when it comes to the, like, the 3rd of January. But by the time you get to the 10th, maybe you've got a spring back in your stride and you could be out and about on the, the party scene. I want to speak to Elaine Hindle, from C- who's the CEO of Drink Aware, a very important organisation. Elaine, good morning. Good morning to you, Frank. Talking to you this morning, not necessarily about partying, but about indeed the dangers that lurk when it comes to being a party reveller and the spiking of drinks, especially on the back of the news over the last couple of weeks about Britain's worst rapist, uh, a man who, it was sickening actually to see his photograph on the front of so many uh, papers. He raped so many young men who had their drinks spiked. And it's a curse in society that you like to think doesn't exist, but it seemed to be very easy for him to spike drinks. How do they how do, they do it, whether they are targeting young men or young women, Elaine? Yeah, this is an absolutely horrendous case, isn't it? Um, and what it's brought to light is the prevalence of drink spiking. Um, and we certainly heard from victims of drink spiking that they, they don't report it. They fear they won't be believed. They feel that people think they're making excuses for how much they've had to drink. Um, we do know that um, some kinds of packaging, for example, are more likely to be spiked than others. Obviously, if you've got an open top, you've got a, a punch bowl, of mixed cocktails, for example, that makes it a little bit easier. Um, but a lot of this will happen with, in, in the blink of an eye. It will happen very, very quickly indeed. And the challenge is, of course, that if your drink has been spiked, you can't smell it, your drink won't look any different, and it may not taste any different. Although if you do pick up your drink and it does taste a bit different, don't finish it. Um, you know, put it down and, and don't drink the rest of it. Um, but that's the challenge, is that you won't necessarily even know that your drink has been spiked until potentially it's a little bit too late. It's only with this story about Renard Sinega that people became aware that men are as vulnerable as they are. Of course, they've always been vulnerable, but it hasn't been talked about the same way the vulnerability of a young woman would have been highlighted. 
that's you know that's so true. It's so interesting. We did some research at Drinkware a few years ago on sexual harassment in pubs and bars, and we talked to women about the prevalence of that issue, not unrelated, of course, to this. And about seven in ten women said they'd experienced it. But interestingly, four in ten men had experienced sexual harassment as well. So this does throw into um, into a stark contrast, really, how how much we think about, uh, we've made great progress thinking about women's vulnerability, um, but actually what this shows us is men are vulnerable as well. And when I've talked to women victims of drink spiking, they've said, you know, it's something they talk about. They talk about drink spiking. They talk about looking after each other on a night out and sticking together. I don't think men, young men, are having those same conversations. I think it's a little bit more likely that there's more peer pressure on men uh, to drink. And also that there isn't that same sense of, you know, if you leave a mate to walk home alone, that he could be vulnerable in the same way that you would think twice before you allowed uh, a girlfriend or a woman to walk home alone. Yeah, we got to remember that every individual human being is vulnerable, and we, we shouldn't abandon them, even if, even if it's incredibly convenient and they're being a bit of a nuisance. We shouldn't abandon them. And I think that's where the um, the hospitality industry has really made some some great strides in recent years. But maybe this more can be done. So we run a program at Drinkaware called Drinkaware Crew, trying to um, provide sort of welfare support for people who might be vulnerable as a result of intoxication in, in pubs and bars. And we've seen over the last four years that um, we've really made some good progress in terms of women not being thrown out of clubs, for example, that quite often now that clubs will have a safe space where they can connect some, someone with their friends, they can charge up their phone, they can get them into a licensed taxi home, they can make sure that they're safe. That progress now needs to be applied for men as well. We need to recognize male vulnerability. And I think the progress we're making on male mental health is part of that. You know, men are starting to talk about their vulnerability more broadly um, and starting to talk about their mental health in a more open way. Um, So there are encouraging signs, but I think more needs to be done to recognize um, that men can be equally vulnerable and, uh, you know, we need to be thinking about how to reduce the peer pressure on young men to drink and support them uh, to stay safe. Yeah. You know, when they go out and they want to have a great time. Totally, and you you, to, you you mentioned sexual harassment too. Fellas have to have the confidence to turn to a young woman who thinks she's being incredibly funny when she touches a fella inappropriately and say to, say to her, that's not on, miss. You know, they, in, in, instead of laughing and yo-hoing and thinking, oh, that was good fun, you've got to have the confidence to be like a woman and say, you are out of order, mate. And and it also comes to, you know, back to peer pressure as well. Um, We know that men are more susceptible to peer pressure in this in this issue uh, than than women are. We've seen that in our research on um, alcohol in the workplace, for example, and that pressure to go out for drinks after work, you know, come on, what's the matter with you? You know, are you on antibiotics? Why aren't you drinking? That kind of peer pressure that is just has no place now in 2020. But men, I think, need to be encouraged to be able to speak out when issues like this 
um, happened to them. And, you know, my heart absolutely goes out to these victims because I cannot imagine the trauma that they will have been experiencing after what's happened to them. Yeah, and sadly there'll be people listening to this programme who have been victims of being in the wrong place at the wrong time, having been taken advantage of, and they so regret it. And they're not even clear as to what happened, but they know something happened as a result of a drink being being spiked or just being abused because they were drinking significantly, being taken advantage of and very possibly being raped during during that. It must be a sickening thought for someone to be putting through in their head on a daily basis. It must be absolutely sickening, but um, a critical part here is that um, you know that amount of alcohol, a large amount of alcohol, makes you vulnerable, and it may not even hit you if people are pre-drinking um, or, or pre's, as we, you know, as people call them, they're pre-drinking before they go out. By the time they get to a club or a bar, they've probably already had um, an amount of alcohol that may hit them, and it's recognising that. Um, moderating drinking, trying to eat and drink at the same time so you slow the absorption of the alcohol into your bloodstream really helps too. Um, thinking about pacing yourself, thinking about um, alternating an alcoholic drink with a non-alcoholic one. There are some brilliant now zero alcohol beers that look and taste just like the, the alcoholic version so you can you know, rotate that into your, your, your rounds if you like. And taking some simple steps like that, actually, to reduce the amount of alcohol you're taking in on a night out will help you get home safer, have a great time, of course, um, but also to, to get home safer. It is good advice, Elaine. Thank you very much indeed. Elaine Hindle, CEO with Drink Aware. And, you know, the advice is, is very much to the fore. Don't leave drinks unattended. Keep an eye on your friends' drinks. Don't accept drinks from people you don't know. Avoid those punch bowls, indeed, that uh, Elaine was talking about. If you think your drink's being spiked, stop drinking immediately. Uh, tell someone at home or, indeed, uh, just someone you know what your plans are. And uh, don't leave people standing alone, even if they are a bit of a nuisance, don't abandon them in, in the street. And uh, bars should have a safe area for vulnerable people who they are putting out, who they are fed up with having been on the premises. They're, they're misbehaving and they really are a, a, a problem to other revellers and to staff. But just throwing them out onto the street is not the way to go.